Hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Radio Nasties podcast. I'm your host Richard with my co-host Vic. Hey, you did a really good job on that guy. He is really fucking dead down there. I mean, you've got to do something to pass the time when you're in a quarantine. Yeah, but I mean, fuck Jesus. I mean, it was his own fault for breaking quarantine. If, if anything, I'm doing the world a favour. You've got a good point, to be fair, yeah. I guess some people would just say about how brutal you you, you did it, Richard. I've got to prove a point. Very true. No, Stay yeah, home or you, die. You've won me over. To be is 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 the real the real point here. You know, we're starting the episode good because you've won me over. I think I'm gonna go and murder somebody, and then I'll come back. Right, we'll be back in a minute, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right, today to uh, lighten the mood after last week's long, heavy episode. It was rather heavy. We are covering 1983's trash to piece microwave massacre. Yay! One of the most uh, critically acclaimed B-movies of all time. Yep, it's a masterpiece. I'm generally going to look up what its uh, IMDb score is. I think it's pretty high, mate. <laughs> is it not? I'm expecting at least yeah. like 9.7. <laughs> a whopping 4.1 on uh, IMDb. It's, uh, it's I mean, that, that's that's higher than I fucking... Yeah. I thought it had like fucking two... Yeah. If that. So yeah, Microwave Massacre, it's a very fun, low-budget little B-movie. I don't imagine it got a uh, theatrical release. What? Microwave Massacre? Have you seen the trailer? No. Even the trailer looks low-budget. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like an advert on the you know your local TV. You know when they've got like adverts for local businesses? I, I've seen I've seen <laughs> those sorts of adverts with higher production budgets. <laughs> really? Yeah, honestly, go look up the fucking trailer. It's it's fucking Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So Microwave Massacre is a wonderful tale about a man who isn't satisfied with his wife's <laughs> cooking. I mean, I don't blame him. To be fair, it's like he's one of the most depressed characters I've ever seen. Yeah. You yeah. really root through in this. To a point. Oh, I I feel like I vaguely recognise the lead actor. I think I do as well, but I don't think I've seen. I think he just looks like somebody. Yeah, because apparently he like died not long after filming this, and this was like his last fucking hell film role. Did it involve a microwave? <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Turns out he's a method actor. Oh, fucking hell, his pace, well, his pace. Yeah, I'm, I'm so dedicated to the role of actually got a pacemaker and stood installed and I'm hanging around in microwaves all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what did you today? Hung around the uh, microwave? He's just in like fucking, he's, he's just like in fucking curries or something. And he's like, excuse me, sir, what, what, you've been here a long time, can we help you? I'm just I'm hanging around the microwaves. <laughs> You do realise none of these are actually powered. Oh, I've wasted my time. <laughs> oh, I thought the acquired power of all these in one biz, uh, one place would uh, explode my pacemaker. But now it seems my actions are for naught. That Who are talks. you? Who are you? Oh, I was the uh, renowned actor from the masterpiece Microwave Massacre. Oh my god, of course you are. I recognise <laughs> you. 
How many awards did you get? Many. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with my life today? <laughs> <laughs> I laugh properly. Have you got a pacemaker? Are you standing next to a microwave? <laughs> I sound like oh, a broken yeah. squeak toy. <laughs> you see- you sound like the penguin from Toy Story 2. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Wheezy? Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Oh, I'm leaving this in. Demonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Squeaky. Oh, man. Oh, Conway my. Conway Twitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Right. <laughs> Poor Donald. Oh, this is real. What's what's the guy's real name? Uh, Donald. (laughs) Imagine. I think his his name Jackie Vernon. His name's Jackie. Hello, Jackie. (laughs) Can't hear you. He's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is a top quality podcast. This. <laughs> yeah, for us. Everyone else is like, what is this shit? Right, let's get into the goddamn film. So, instantly, you get the uh, the message of what kind of this film this is, because the, the camera zooms into a microwave with a severed head inside. Yes, it's kind of like this slow, ominous, lingering shot, which zooms in slowly. And then as you get inside the microwave, there's a, uh old lady head. Yeah, and it's it's literally just the microwave. Everything else is like black. It's like we're in the void and the only thing that exists is a microwave. A major electric microwave. This is called Major Super Electric Microwave. And as soon as we get into the actual film, the camera is just following this fucking... Yeah, it's just following this girl and it's just showing you shots of tits and ass. Yep. It's just, you get everything you want from a horror film in the first two seconds. Yeah, I generally think this that's is, what they were going for. It's just like, yeah. let's just uh, put everything that you could want in a fucking trashy movie. Here's a girl with big tits and an ass. I mean, I don't know why to specify like most people have asses. But she, she's got fucking like major swagger. She's yeah, just yeah. swaggering around. Like, show, she knows she's like, uh, she knows she's attractive. Yeah, she's definitely. Going out to show off. But we get shots of uh, a construction site as well. And uh, we're introduced to two construction workers that begin to uh, they begin to have their lunch. And the girl... <laughs> there's this hole in the fence, which is so perfectly shaped that you kind of... Remember when we first watched this? And yeah. We were we were like, just like, what? That's a weird <laughs> hole. Yeah. Like, have, you ever, have you ever seen a hole like that? That's what she said. She she comes up to it, and then this guy's like sitting on the side of the. Is he's sitting by like smoking a fag or something? Sees her go past, and you see his face change. He's kind of like, "All oh, right, it's uh, it's rape time. That's what time it is." You know, there's there's the dinner bell. This is a great lead on from the last episode, isn't it, Richard? Absolutely. Yeah, and, maybe uh, this isn't as light as we thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No, well, at least they, you know, they get this out of the way in the first two seconds. But, well, I mean, I'm assuming she gets kind of, like, pushed. He, he grabs her from behind. And then her tits get pushed through this. And then you realise why the hole is shaped how it is. Because her tits get pushed 
through it like perfectly. It's like it was made for her breasts. So yeah, so the the guy like grabs her, and then then you only see it from the other side because the the two construction workers kind of clock onto it, don't they? Yeah, because the first She's time I watched me. this right, I didn't even notice the guy pushing her in. Oh, didn't you? No, the first time I watched that, I thought she just went up and put her tits in through it. Right. So, like, I'm right. slightly less confused <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's just, why is that hole there? I, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the... So you get your first uh, taste of what the dialogue is going to be like in the... Oh, the, the wonderful Tarantino-esque dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, a black construction worker, and he's there with his mate, the moustache man. He's got like a massive like handlebar moustache, isn't he, or something? And the black guy goes, I have to go to the breast room. I mean the restroom. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh ho, my ho, ho, God. Ho, 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 ho. And this is where you see the girl's kind of like getting pushed against the... You know, she keeps getting like pushed against it. So I'm yeah. assuming, I'm assuming she's getting fondled or something in broad daylight. Yeah, why well, her tits are from you know getting pushed through a, a specific hole. But the the two guys, they have a race to get to her tits. They yeah. both like yeah. leg it there, and uh, and then you know you you see where they were having lunch. There's an older construction worker as well, because the the, the 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 girl gets like. I think she just she comes out just before they get to her, don't, don't, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Like they they nearly grab her tits, but then she just gets pulled back through. So they go back and have lunch, and the, there's an older construction worker there. This is uh, our main man Donald, the main character of the masterpiece, and he brings out this horrifically huge sandwich. It's like isn't it's got like a whole crab? <laughs> in it, yeah. I just remembered the crab sandwich. Yeah. What? It's like it's like nearly a whole crab in there, and like the bread is like rock. Like you can yeah. tell, it's not like <laughs> yeah. squished in. It's like he's struggling to keep the bread on the crab. <laughs> it's just I don't get it. Like surely the crab is a meal enough. It's yeah. like I don't need to turn this into a sandwich. But to be honest, I thought that was more turn... of a British tradition. Like we'll put anything in a fucking sandwich. Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, mate, if you were going to say, do you want a crab sandwich? And I said, yes, Richard, I would like a crab sandwich. I think I'd like the crab meat in my sandwich, not the fucking crab. Like, yeah. It might as well still be alive. Yeah, it's like, it's if like you offer someone a burger, you don't fucking just get a live cow and put some bread on it. Like, Here you go, <laughs> yeah. mate. Bring it in a crane. There's your burger. He doesn't want to be fed. She wants to hunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> see an older a woman which will turn out to be donald's lovely wife she I did have a name somewhere and i forgot it i can't remember what her fucking name is may yeah the old woman that turns out to be donald's wife her name is may and she arrives home with her groceries and she's like this like a typical like done up old woman isn't she yeah, yeah. You know the one that hasn't. She still like wears like a fucking ton of makeup and does. Her she's hair a she's senior like... Karen. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she comes home and she talks to her dog Napoleon. This dog, this dog looks hilarious. He's got like this permanent blep where his tongue just hangs out of his mouth, and uh, she's just sitting there talking to herself like a nutcase about how. Her food is so much better now that she's got this new microwave. Well, did you notice that most of the dialogue in this film is people talking to themselves? 
Yeah. There's not really all that much character interaction. It's always mainly Don just rambling to himself, like spitting out one-liners when no one's about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So back at the construction site, Donald tries to get the construction workers to swap his sandwich. He's like, oh, you, you all love this. And they're like, have you fucking seen the state of it, mate? Have you seen it? Yeah. Like, look, I'm pretty sure at this point as well, yeah, he's holding the bun and the crab separately. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he's given up, like, this isn't a sandwich. <laughs> and I'm like, what? how could you offer that? I mean, don't, not, not only could you not offer it in a, a, a crab in a bun, but now you're going to offer it to them when you're holding each of the ingredients separately. And, like, there's nothing on the bread. It's not even like it's buttered or got any sauce on it. It's just no, fucking... It's just like bread on a fucking crab she, she is she's i think she's just stuck this crab in the microwave and then stuck it in a bun give that <laughs> yeah yeah but um obviously the the two guys they're obviously like you know no we don't we don't want your sandwich like we just want they've got like normal fucking like subway sandwiches yeah because like and, fucking donald's on about like what i'd give for a bologna and mustard <laughs> and he's like like smacking his lips together like he's from fucking tom and jerry or something now you mentioned that this is all on a construction site right yeah. at no point do you ever see anybody building anything <laughs> oh no and it doesn't even look these... and when you like see the area it's not like there's anything that they are working to it's just an empty building site yeah like the only time you see someone like vaguely working is the the gay guy yeah, it's just like carrying he's digging, and he's stuff. literally just yeah, yeah. And I think that's like, just to show head. that he's strong. Like, oh, exactly. Look. It's nothing to do with what he's doing. I don't even know what he's doing. But obviously, like, I feel like this film takes place over at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, and they've made no progress on whatever. Like, there's not even like a foundation. It's like, no. what are they doing? I think they just have lunch. <laughs> yeah, like, they get there at nine. Tits. Like, oh. Lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. It's like the hobbits, how many times they have uh, food. This is probably still a better film than the uh, the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not hard, is it? It's not hard. What a shame. If you if your film trilogy makes Ian McKellen cry, you've got problems. But do you think this film would make Ian McKellen cry? <laughs> no, I think he'd love it. What I'd well, be, give be for a bologna and mustard. He'd be hanging around with the gay construction guy, wouldn't he? So he'd be in his element. He'd be loving it. So we cut to a uh, a bar scene now, and and probably my favourite character. I was just about to say, mate, this character is you if you owned a bar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it, mate. Yes, I'll serve you fucking drinks, but don't fucking talk to me. Don't talk to me, yeah. I don't want you. But, I mean, like, it's funny, because there's this guy... And he's sitting there and he's complaining about having like sexual problems with his wife or something. But he's the, he's the most boring fucking twat you've ever seen in your life. And he's, he's pissed off his head, talking about how his wife won't fuck him or something. And the bartender literally turns around and goes, why do I care? You see that license up there? That's a liquor license, not a shrink license. And the, the poor guy is like, like, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, an unofficial rule that the bartender kind of listens, as at least in films. I mean, that's obviously the joke. But the put, the, you know, the, the the fact that the bartender is the guy who always listens to your problems. Yeah, he's always like the sympathetic ear, yeah. like you know, come drown guy, your sorrows. 
this poor guy is like, come on, you're the bartender, you're supposed to listen to me, and then just falls off his chair. And his mate that he's sitting there with just looks at him and like shrugs. He's like, oh, well, fuck him. Probably wasn't even his mate. Probably just sat next to him. Yeah. Like, can you fuck off, mate? I'm trying to be an alcoholic. That makes a good point, because I've just remembered. The the guy looks at him and he says, oh, I recognise him now that he's laying down. Yeah, they must have just been complete fucking strangers. Like, because he's, I'm assuming, like, he's obviously came in and sat with him. That yeah. guy hasn't recognised him. And then he's like, oh, I recognise him now. He's laying down. So the, the three construction guys, you know, the two guys and Donald, they walk into the bar. And uh, the older, the Donald's complaining about how he's, he's still not getting, he's still complaining about how he's not getting any normal good food. And he's like, uh, I can't remember the last time I had something good to eat. And he walks into the bar. And there's this waitress that's sitting on like a, she's standing like a kickstool, fixing a light or something. And he walk, he says, I, I, I can't remember the last time I heard, had something good to eat. And then walks straight into her fanny. Again, just showing you what sort of film this is. Yeah, and it's like, oh, hilarious. So they, they go into the uh, the bar and it's, it's a strip club as well, isn't it? So Donald goes up to the bar and he asks for a drink. And Sam, the bartender, he goes... Yeah, just don't ask me why. And the old uh, Donald's complaining about his wife, co- his wife's cooking, and the bartender guy <laughs> turns around to get him to shut up. He literally turns around. And he's like, "Oh, my hemorrhoids are. Uh, I had to take this job because uh, I had hemorrhoids, and uh, if I'm sitting down all day, they they get really bad." And Donald just gives him this really dirty look and just walks off. And the bartender's like smirking to himself like sorted finished. it's like why is he happy like yes got rid of another customer yeah he reminds me of uh black books. The, the guy from black books yeah yeah i can't remember his fucking name to be honest with it's, but, it's um, i mean it's black isn't it yeah it's like bernard black or bernard black like that? that's it bernard yeah. black so may is singing uh what frere's jocker or something while she's cooking right but she's it's a french song in a french a french song isn't it yeah and she's singing it in like the most like Jewish way you could sing it, or or I guess maybe not Jewish, maybe like like Brooklyn kind of accent. She's like Freire Jacka, Freire Dame Boo, Dame Boo, and you're like fucking hell. And it's you know you can it's obviously like a, <laughs> a thing to say if she's as bad as this at singing. Like what's her fucking food like? She she's like fucking singing and dancing around like with a mixing bowl. And it's like I thought the whole point was you just put everything in the microwave. Like what are you mixing? Yeah, yeah. Donald pulls up to the house and um, he gets out. And the, there's this running joke through. The oh film. my god! Yeah. The house they're living next to. The woman in it is like really fucking like she's like a nymphomaniac or something yeah because he pulls up and there's a naked girl standing at the, the, the window and she gets you see her get dragged away by this naked guy and then another guy looks out the blind and he's dressed up in like women's lingerie yeah they're obviously into some weird fucking kinky shit yeah but he, he looks through the <laughs> looks through the blinds at donald like shakes his head at him and then shuts the blinds do you remember it's the like, first time we watched this and we were just like, where is this going? And then yeah. it didn't go anywhere. We were just like, well, no. there we go. Yeah, Donald gets into the house and then May's instantly like, oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> then Donald comes out with like, you're expecting someone from the health department, maybe? <laughs> I'm like, what? What is? What are these lines? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, even I, if I was expecting somebody from, like, the health department, I wouldn't just assume they'd let themselves in. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, so you must be from the health department. Like, you make yourself at home. Oh, I'm just going to go and fuck your wife. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But, and then fucking May comes out with, like, any man would do. Like, fuck just get a divorce, guys. You can t- exactly. They really don't love each other. But she tells him not to mess up the couch. <laughs> so he, he stands, like, when she's out of the room, he gets on it and jumps on it. And he just, like, bounces on it. With yeah, making sure on. he's, like, spreading his shoes as much as he can. Yeah. And then stands... Uh, well, I don't stands know if this is deliberate, but have you noticed that their couch looks a bit like a burger bun? No, I didn't. Did you notice how the couch has got a big, massive fucking stain on it? Does it? Yeah, like right at the back, like a massive stain. And it's like, why do you like this couch so much? It looks awful. That would, yeah, it'd be like, it's already fucked. I stand <laughs> I on it all I fucking want. Yeah. But then he has a daydream about killing his wife with like a <laughs> katana. <laughs> Where does this come from? I don't know. He just like, he's just like, I mean, he hates his wife. Just yeah. daydreams about killing her, I guess. It's like me and Charlotte. <laughs> Those aren't but, daydreams, mate. You to just try to murder true. each other. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But, but it's a mutual thing. So May serves the dinner and uh Donald comes out and he's like he's making a big deal about, you know, how it it, it it's like it looks really good. It like it looks bright, like all the colours and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, when it comes to cooking, you'd be a good decorator. <laughs> Yeah, uh, apparently it's like, it's like a fucking... That was incredible. Yeah, apparently it's like a Persian speciality. <laughs> and I don't, it Are looks the like Persians known for their delicacies? <laughs> like, if that's if that's like a fucking Persian delicacy, I'd hate to see, like, Persian gruel. Oh, fucking hell. No, they're, uh, they're known for fighting Leonidas. <laughs> we don't really, really worry about our dinner. We just take food from where we conquer. So she turns the light off and... Donald comes out with another fucking cracking insult. He's like, it's okay, May. I've already seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that comes out of his mouth is just fucking gold. (laughs) Oh, no. But it turns out she's trying to light the candles, but she accidentally lights like the... Is it like a margarita bowl or something? It's something like that, Some sort of cocktail, isn't it? It's like a cocktail. So she lights lights that on fire, and then she has to light the candles. And she takes fucking ages trying to light these candles. Did you notice this? Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, like, in, like not meaning to in the film. Like, she takes ages to light. You can even see Donald look at her, like, hurry the fuck up. It's like, it's like fucking candles, love. Yeah. Maybe the director was like, it's fine. It, it makes the film longer. They probably didn't have the budget to cut and redo it. And it's like, we're just going to have to keep rolling till she gets yeah. these fucking candles ready. We ain't got money for other takes. <laughs> yeah, but then his wife comes out. She sits down, and uh, his wife starts like trying to insinuate that they might have some sexy time. She's like, "Oh, how do you feel and stuff?" And and he's obviously like, you can tell Donald like wants fucking nothing to do with her. I can't blame him. Yeah, and, she, and May comes out with like, "You're like a walking contraceptive." I can't remember the last time. And Donald snaps back with, "I do." It was April 1962, Thursday afternoon. It was raining out. And you're like, this man has been made into a a rock-hard shield. He has been... He has hated this woman since 1962. Yeah. The the great thing is, there's a fucking callback to this gag as well. Like, twice, I think. Yeah. 
but she like starts fondling herself and she's like you you might know that other men find me attractive and he's like how should i know i didn't attend the braille institute (laughs) you are fucking i mean i want donald with me when you're in a like a roasting match or something like he is on the fucking ball. I think he just spends all his free times thinking of like insults. Yeah, probably. He's like, if anybody probably. ever says this to me, I'm gonna come out with this. He's like a he's like a, a black belt in insults. <laughs> so she complains that he's not eating, and you know she says it's. She's like she's eating her food and saying it's delicious, but she's like spitting it while she's talking, and you're like. You're a minging bitch. The great thing is they have an uh, argument. When they're arguing about the food, she mentions that the fucking dog eats better than he does. And then yeah, he, he has that look like, oh, yeah, I think I think you're right. And then it cuts to him at work eating a fucking dog food sandwich. Really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Did you not see that bit? No, I missed it. It, it, it. Literally, it just cuts to him at work and he's eating a dog food sandwich. Oh, I must have been writing my notes when I missed that part. Because <laughs> there's even a bit where he gives it to a dog. Like, there's a dog pass and he's like, oh, here you go, you can have this. But we cut back to the woman with the uh, the tits and ass woman. Why and would she go back here? Exactly, I was just about to say this. Like, why did you go back here? Do you think she's got some sort of fucking, like, um, fucking sexual harassment fetish or something? I'm yeah, going to go back to that place where I was horribly sexually assaulted the other day. Yeah, I, want, I want to get fondled again. That's um, probably why the hole was there. This probably isn't like a first-time incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they got the moustache construction guy. He I'm glad you've uh, referred to him as moustache, because that's how I've got him in my notes. Yeah, I don't know. What like, does he have a name? I don't think <laughs> the film had the budget for names. <laughs> but he, he flirts with the girl. And uh, did you notice that while he's flirting with her, it cuts to this guy and he's like wanking off a spade. Oh, no. He's literally just like moving his hand up and like stroking the spade. Like the, the, the wooden part of it, obviously. <laughs> oh, fair and, enough. Uh, she, she, she doesn't give a fuck about the other guy. She just wants to know about this muscular work. Yeah, yeah. That's like carrying, she's like, who's he? And um, she gets introduced to him. Well, yeah, because he's obviously like, oh, you like him, do you? All right, you know, I'll uh, obviously knowing that he's uh, he's gay, so gay. he's like, well, yeah. I've got no fuck, I've got nothing to lose. But th- they do um, mention at this point because the girl asks what they're building, and Mustache mentions that they're building a skyscraper. I'm like, where, where are you building <laughs> this skyscraper? <laughs> yeah, you've done loads. But she gets introduced to the the muscular guy, and he's like, he's proper appalled. Any like he's proper offended that this guy's he's like I've told you to stop doing this to me. Yeah. And he's like he proper looks her up and down and he's like, ugh. Yeah, he's and like, she's like, like a horrible, horrible stereotype. Yeah. Like could yeah. you imagine this character no. in a modern film? No. Could I, you imagine I, the, backlash the backlash of yeah. a man who literally breaks out in a rash if a woman shows interest in him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's fucking great. It's like I don't, I don't think people like g- gays aren't allergic to uh, people of the opposite sex. Pretty sure they aren't. No, God, can you imagine that? <laughs> it's like I am actually really attracted to women. That just uh, I'm extremely allergic to them, so I suck yeah. cock. <laughs> As I mean, you could just be like abstinent. Oh, I've never thought of that. 
Oh my god, I've been sucking cock for years. You heard it first on the Radio Nasty's podcast, everyone. <laughs> yeah, just cut that bit out and then just put it as like a little little audio file at the end. I'll be the stinger. Just, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been sucking cock for years. <laughs> so Donald is heading home in the car, and he gets stopped on this road by like a Sith Lord. I was just about to say, she looks like fucking death. Yeah. But this old woman's like dressed as the fucking Grim Reaper. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like like walking dead slowly past because she's horrific. She looks like Emperor Palpatine's wife. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, let the arousal run through you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't think Star Wars would get any more foreplay. ruined. The foreplay is they just like fire lightning at each other. Like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. They have ultimate power. I bet it's probably, it's probably better than what they did with him in Rise of the Skywalker. So. <laughs> it's not hard, is it? Don't know. I haven't watched it. I've heard it's wonderful. Oh, you'd love it. You would love it. So, Donald, like, waits for her to cross the road and then he shouts out the window he's like you remind me of my mother at her funeral <laughs> i love that line that was a fucking cracker <laughs> that's the weird thing about this film like most of the gags don't have anything to do with the uh film i mean i was about to plot. say plot but it doesn't really uh have one no it just kind of goes donald arrives home and he's fucking pissed like really pissed like drunk and uh the girl next door is like standing at the She's standing there with a cat, and Donald like walks over and he's like, "Oh, what a nice pussy!" Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> and the woman, uh, the woman kind of like gets off on it. She's kind of like, "Ooh," and you're like, "Oh my god, what is going on with this woman?" But him and his wife, he gets in that they're arguing about fucking food again. Yeah. Like all they do is argue about food. Are any of their fucking conversations not about food? No, I don't think so. But he says to her, you know what you can do with your overcharged toaster? Remember what we did last in 1962? And she's like, obviously looks at him like in shock. So God knows what they fucking did in 1962. And when he, they last filled... fucking banged, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. But God, what did they do then? <laughs> Maybe like, they were saying... fucking household appliances. Oh my God. Remember when we but fucked he... the blender? <laughs> oh my God. But Donald fills his mouth with like water and then just, like dribbles his water all over May's dinner. And then he runs out, goes into the living room, and he's he's like having like a major freak out. He starts like wrecking the living room and pissing in the flowers. <laughs> yeah. And May runs in and she's like, Donald, there is something wrong with you, isn't there? I can't understand what it is. And you're like, he is literally wrecking your house. <laughs> yeah. He's just pissed in the living room. Yep. And she's literally like, oh, there is something wrong with you, isn't there? I'm pretty sure there was probably before this happened. And he says that it's the dinner. And she comes out with the fucking plate of dinner and plants it on his head. Because I think he tries to throw it out the door or something. But Donald, uh, unfortunately, finally loses it. And he... Uh, he throttles his wife. Yeah, he knocks her out and then starts battering her with a pepper grinder. No, but it's funny because the dog's like running around in circle, like skittering around. <laughs> I missed that. Napoleon, he's just like skittering around the floor, like running around in circles because she because he's killing May. Right. It's hilarious. So the next <laughs> morning, Donald, yeah, Donald yeah, yeah. wakes up 
and he's got a uh, he's got a massive hangover, and he's he's basically forgotten everything. Yeah, and he's got no and, recollection because he's like calling out for May, like you know, oh, where's yeah. my fucking breakfast? Well, he goes out for the paper or something, and he sees like the meter man standing outside next door's door, and yeah. the meter man gets like dragged inside. Oh god, yeah, of course he does. I mean, I guess he's just being dragged so they can do fucking horrible, kinky shit to him. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he doesn't even really batter an eyelid. It's like, is this, like, a daily occurrence? It's like, oh, another, so. uh, another public Sexual worker kidnapping. dragged in. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. There could be, like, another film based on the people that live in this house. Yeah. Just kidnapping and just fucking debasing people sexually. <laughs> yeah, Kinky massacre. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, I think I just assumed that was a uh, pornography and skip it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he he shouts for May and uh, he can't find her. And he's looking for his breakfast and, and whatever. And he, he looks in the microwave and he's like, huh, what's in the microwave? Oh, May's in the microwave. And it's like, May's like dead, I mean... Body parts uh, like arms and legs and shit, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, he looks at the camera home alone style and he's like, Oh, well, that's the way she'd have wanted to go. (laughs) And then turns the he turns the microwave onto slow broil. Who would ever be like, You know how I want to go? Uh, I want to go peacefully in my sleep. (laughs) I want to go in a microwave, yeah. Hey, this is a nice callback to the I was just about well. to say, yeah, they're more connected than we uh, <laughs> thought when we picked it. So Donald goes back to the construction, you know, his construction friends, and he gets out this, um, he gets a, a normal sandwich with them. Mm-hmm. And they basically say to him, you know, what would your wife think about that? And Donald's like, we're getting separated. I'm like, oh my God, the jokes keep flying. She says something like, um, sorry, he says something like, she pushed me one bite too far. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, some of these one-liners are cracking, and then you're like, what? Yeah, what are I you talking about? It's supposed to be so bad. But then we cut to Donald, and he's uh, casually chopping up May's body in the basement. And, I just uh, find it so ridiculous that, you know, he's obviously woke up, completely forgotten that he's murdered his wife. And then when he finds out he has, it doesn't really... He's just like, oh, oh, killed my wife, dismembered her, and don't even remember. Oh, well. Yeah, I guess he just hates her that much. But even if you hated somebody, you'd still be like... Especially if it had no recollection and you saw parts of their body in a microwave. Like, I fucking hate you, mate. But if I woke up in the morning and your head was in my microwave, what the fuck is that? I don't think it's uh, the kind of film that's getting into the psychological aspects of... Oh, is it not? A man. Oh, right. (laughs) Because when I came into a film called uh, Microwave Massacre, I was really (laughs) hoping for a a great, like, case study on the way that humans think. Microwave Massacre, directed by Ari Aster. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're listening Ari uh, I think we found your uh, next project yeah, remake remake Microwave Massacre for make it three hours long if I ever win the lottery I'm going to finance a high budget serious remake of Microwave Massacre <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh in the Microwave will be the start of the trailer 
So he chops up a body and he's, he's left her head out and he's basically like wrapped all of her body parts in foil. I think this was to save budget. It's like we don't have to, yeah, uh, so. we don't have to make fake body parts if we just tin for them all because the effects in, well, yeah, the effects in this film are awful. <laughs> yeah. They are yeah. so bad. It's comical. <laughs> like you see like a severed arm and it's like, have you ever seen a human arm? <laughs> It's like it's literally just like mannequin parts that they've lightly yeah. dipped in like red paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking classic. But he 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 reminds me of Frank from uh, from Always Sunny on this bit because he's like he opens the fridge and he's getting the body parts that he's wrapped up in foil already, and he's obviously opened the fridge and he's like, oh. <laughs> May had enough food in here to feed for us for f- the five thousand or something, and then he just starts like getting the, the the food out and putting it in, and he's like, "I've got to make room for, for May." May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it reminds me of the the episode when Frank's like, "I just want to be pure." <laughs> yeah, when I finally finance my remake of this, I'm casting uh, Danny DeVito as Donald. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make room for me. I gotta find the four kid. <laughs> what I but give he, for um, a bologna and mustard. <laughs> you get your your first little taste of the fact that there's something supernatural going on in this film. Because <laughs> that's what May's, we needed in this film. I know. He turns May's head round. Because he's like, oh, I don't want it looking at me. Well, yeah, it's like when you, like, fucking... When you're about to do something and you've got, like, a picture of your wife and kids and you're like, oh, can't let them see me do this. So you, like, fucking turn it yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. But it's his wife's severed head. Yeah. And the great... As we were saying, how bad the effects are. Like, the head looks nothing like the actress of May. <laughs> at all. <laughs> it, looks, it looks just like... Swung. But she wasn't that yellow. But he, he has to turn her head round again. Because like he turns it round and then he puts he puts you know some stuff in the fridge and then when he comes out the head's turned back round again and he's like he looks at himself you know he looks round as if to say like I'm sure I turned that round but then he wraps a he- um he wraps a hand in foil and uh, he puts it in the fridge and it's kind of like not really in there it's kind of like hanging on and it falls into where he stashed the normal food so then we cut Donald you know after his uh, his day of crime he he watches a talk show about pulling off the perfect crime. This bit was fucking hilarious because all the people on the uh, the talk show are like swearing, like unnaturally. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, if you want to pull off the fucking perfect fucking crime, you've got to eat the fucking evidence for fuck's sake, you fucking idiot. Like that's the only, the only way you can do it is to fucking eat all the fucking evidence. And it's like beeped out, but it's hilarious. And uh, And obviously, you know, you know the audience goes, "Oh fuck, he's going to end up eating the, uh, eating the body." And he he falls asleep. He wakes up in the middle of the night, and he goes downstairs for a midnight snack. And he basically pulls out. He's like, you know, he sees all the food, and he's like, "Well, better not waste it." And he pulls out the uh, obviously the hand that's uh, yeah, wrapped up in yeah. foil, and he starts eating it. And he's like, "You know what? Maybe I misjudged me." This is pretty good. Yeah, I've never not tasted bad. anything. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I've never tasted anything so unique. 
And you're like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. And then have you like, ever tasted something and went, this is this is the most unique thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. And then like he only realizes because like the foil falls on the floor and then like he sees the fucking fingers. Yeah. But then he just keeps eating. Yeah, it doesn't phase him for long. It's not like, it's oh my like, god, I'm eating my wife's hand. It's just like, oh. That's pretty good. Fair enough. Well, he's not what no. So he's obviously cooked her arm or, or a leg or something, and he's he's back at the construction site and he's eating this. It looks like fucking kebab meat or something, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, the what you know his mates, they're basically like, you know, what what is that you've got there? Like, we, you know, we want to try, we want to try your meat, and he's like, really? You really want to try it? <laughs> like, yeah. So they eat it, they love it, and you know, they're asking him, you know, what is this? What is this? This mystery meat and. Uh, he refuses to tell him what it is, but he says that he'll start bringing in some of this every day now. And they're yeah. like, "Yeah, and he's like, oh, it'll like, be better next time." You know, I'm uh, perfecting the the, re- the recipe. You see him make a, a kebab stick out of a hand now. Well. Yeah, it's similar to like the first shot where it's all in like a black background. He's just making like a little shish kebab, and then he puts a hand on the end of it. It's, it's quite funny. Donald's back at the bar, and you know, you can kind of see that Donald's like happier now and there's this like blonde woman at the end of the bar and she starts it ends i mean she she's pretty obviously a fucking hooker because like donald isn't something to look at really so this this hooker she starts flirting with donald and it's the bartender and he's like you know don't be doing that around here like, yeah, like, don't be fucking distracting my paying customers. It's like, well, if you fucking conversated with them, they might have an, uh, the incentive to stay. Like, mm, sex sounds good, but, you know, I've got some great conversation here. So Donald follows her out, and he basically starts talking to her, and she says her name is DDD. They, they end up where, basically, she she's kind of, like, coming on to him, and he's like, you know, what do you want to do? Like, he's kind of just an idiot. Yeah, I don't and think she... he realises that she's a... Uh... A hooker now. But they end up with, you know, she says, you know, take me back to yours or whatever. And as they're walking away, she says, have you ever screwed in 3D? Yeah, every time. Yeah. It's it's quite a good joke, to be fair. Like, DDD. Yeah, yeah. So when they're back home, Donald is like proper procrastinating, like, over fucking this girl. Yeah. Like, she moans at him and, you know, like, she says you've cleaned up loads. Like you've cleaned up the the what the garbage, you've taken the garbage out, you've cleaned up the living room and all this stuff. And he's obviously like proper fucking nervous, I guess, because he's been with that old fucking video. Yeah, he hasn't done anything since uh, sixty two. So she basically says, you know, like what do you want to what do you want me to do? French, Greek, Japanese. And Donald says, I've always preferred Yugoslavia. <laughs> What? What the fuck are you talking about? Because she gets she gets pissed off like, that he's fucking around, and um, she brings up that she's like, you know, I've been here so long that I'm so hungry, and that seems to get Donald like aroused. Yeah, so yeah. So he starts fucking her, and then he smothers her, kills her. Afterwards, he lights up a fag right, and we get our second call back. Yeah. He goes, I haven't had one of these <laughs> since 1962. And you're like, this joke is. It's the joke that keeps, keeps on, on giving. giving. Yeah. So he, and then he basically turns around and he says one of the best lines in the film. He says, I'm so hungry, I could eat a whore. And then it's a fucking DDD cracking line. That, that's up there with like some of the, the great 
cinematic movie quotes. Yeah, I use preservatives. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can't wait to do that one. Yeah, he, ch- he chops up DDD with an axe. And this is obviously Donald now on his massacre. So we get a weird scene now where the Donald and his mates, they drive up to a fast food restaurant and they're basically doing a practical joke where Donald says, he, he basically, he, they say, we know, what's your order? And he says, I want the woman to pull down her blouse, lift up her skirt and stick out her tongue and a coat. And they drive past, like pissing themselves because they're yeah. doing this practical joke. And when they drive past, the woman's done it. It's that. It's fucking great. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. I completely does that. Does his fucking neighbour work at this drive-through? They drive past me, and she's lifted. She's pulled down her blouse, hiked up her skirt, sticking out her tongue, and then she's got a, a glass of coke. <laughs> Could you imagine that in Asda? Oh, well, the customer's always right. Fuck now, Jesus. They probably expect you to do it. <laughs> like, oh, we, we've had a complaint yeah. about you what so well some customer told you to uh take off your blouse and uh you refused it's like well yeah. yeah i wasn't even wearing a blouse well you should have got one on and then removed it i don't want to work here anymore <laughs> you haven't got a fucking choice yeah you're right so donald arrives home again and in similar fashion we see the uh the blinds are drawn in the next door neighbor's house but you can see two shadows who look they're obviously like kissing each other and then from behind another shadow like comes up she's like oh they're having a threesome of course yeah it wasn't going to be normal but he goes inside and he uh he goes downstairs to make room in the fridge for ddd's body parts yeah and he's like talking to may's head like while he's doing it yeah he's like we're gonna make room for ddd yeah like in the same way he was like gotta make room for may <laughs> yeah it'd be funny if uh, frank said that Gotta make room for D. Yeah. Oh, that would be a fucking cracking remake. This is one of the weirdest fucking scenes. Yeah. There's um. There's a fucking hobo, and he's rooting through Donald's bin, and he takes some mouldy bread, and then he finds May's hand. He uses it to scratch his balls, and then just walks away with it. Yeah, using it and as a then you scratch. never see him again. Nope, he just takes. A Remember bit of a when corpse. we first watched this? We were just like, what? And then like, at I the end, that was we... how he's going to get caught. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we both said. We were like, "Oh, this is going to be his downfall, isn't it?" And then it just never comes back. You never see this <laughs> hobo again. No, he just takes the arm. So my favorite scene comes up now, and I forgot about him because this guy is my favorite character of probably any film. Donald goes to this like. Hardware store. Yeah. And he's asking for, like, ridiculous sizes for cooking implements. He's like, have you got, like... An elephant-sized cooking bag. Yeah, and this guy's And then he's like, like, oh, no, we're right out of that incredibly popular size. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then he asks for something else, and the guy's like, no, sorry, we're all out of that too. And then he asks for one more thing, and the guy's like, get out of here. I ain't got time for your, your shit. Goes out, right? He picks the shopkeeper... He picks up his phone. He rings the Coast Guard. He says, Coast Guard? What? The coast is clear? Wonderful. And then he scares himself in a mirror. He's like, oh, it's you again. Well, we're closed. And then grabs it like imaginary flies and then walks off. Yeah. I want a spin-off for every character in this film. Everyone's got a story to tell. 
I'm telling you something. That Coast Guard joke is glorious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking glorious. Like, I feel like the, the writer of this film clear. has just been writing one-liners for years yeah. and just thought, I'm just going to put them all in a film and I don't care if there's context for them whatsoever they're going in. Yeah. And what is it with every person in this fucking film? I mean, bar the fucking uh, fast food staff with horrible customer service. <laughs> It's like, come in my bar, but don't fucking talk to me. Like, come into my uh, hardware store, but don't expect me to sell you things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is just like fucking black books. You could have an episode for every... From You could have a series of Microwave Massacre and have an episode on every side character. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. I'm making a mini-series. Well, I'll, uh, I'll contact HBO immediately. Yeah, do it. They'll want it. So we get a little scene here where Donald, like, literally makes a sandwich out of a woman. Yep. Like he's he like he's like, like fucking like glazing her with a uh, fucking mustard or something or mayonnaise, yeah. With a machete. <laughs> How do you glaze your fucking uh, victims? <laughs> yeah, and then he just like puts a big massive bun. Where did where he get is that? he getting these huge exactly. breads from? Exactly. So he's ringing the local baker. Like, can you make me a bun big enough for a woman? But, yeah. That's yeah. oddly specific. Are you making people sandwiches? Like, no, no, but something that could hypothetically cover a woman. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So then we get another weird scene, weirdly enough, in this film, where Donald sees a busking musical group with a woman who is dressed up as a chicken. Shut and up, she bird. says to Donald, <laughs> yeah. she says to Donald, do you have any eggs for my basket or coins? And then Donald goes, you really fouled up here. I hate to tell you this, but this is chicken shit. <laughs> like, these one-liners are That's incredible. Gold. They're fucking gold. Incredible. So he basically makes another joke where he says, oh, I'll, you know, I'll have you over for dinner. And she does. And they go back, you know, they get an old fucking sexy, sexy time with it. And she basically says... I thought you were a leg man, not a breast man. But, oh my god! These ch- these chicken puns are just uh... yeah, and and then he and then he chops her up because yep. that's what Donald does now. Yep, he just chops up. Like how much is he eating to need this constant supply? Like this is three three women habit. that he's killed and eaten now, and his friends. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he's feeding it to his mates, isn't he? So Donald goes to a therapist, and uh, he basically there's there's this like he's telling the therapist obviously stuff about himself. And did you notice he says that when he's bored, he drives around looking for how many squashed dogs he can find. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What an um, odd hobby. It's a horrific hobby. And the great thing is, the psychiatrist is like fucking asleep in his He's chair. Asleep. Yeah. And then Donald just like confesses everything. He lets his everything. heart out. Yeah. He's like, "Woman didn't excite me until I imagined consuming them after." <laughs> it's out. I feel so much better. And then the doc wakes up because obviously, like Donald's like, "You've cured me. You've cured me. You've made me feel great." And uh, Donald wakes up and he's like, you know, what, what's, what's the problem? And he's like, well, he's like, well, the problem is I can't make love to a woman unless I eat her. And then the doc's like, he thinks he's talking. About going down on her. And he's yeah. like, oh, that's perfectly normal. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. The guys, the doctor's like, if it feels great, man, just do it. She'll lose her head over you. 
And you're like, oh, you have no idea, mate. So now Don's yeah. like leaving, thinking, oh, you know, it's perfectly I'm fine to murder and eat women. Yeah. It's a great bit next as well, because he's, he's carving up some woman while he's reading, reading a book, a book called... about cannibalism. Yeah, it's called Survival, A True Story of Cannibalism. To be honest with you, I don't think that's a cookbook. <laughs> it might be. Have you read it? <laughs> yeah, no, don't make assumptions, Vic. Yeah. But this is where Donald seems to have like his minor heart attack. He kind of like clutches his chest and you you know, remember when we first watched it, we were like, What the fuck's going on here? And they just he just kind of gets over it. So he goes downstairs to the basement, gets some more food out, and he checks the fridge and he ends up dropping May's head. And then it starts teleporting places. Yeah, which is uh weird. Yeah, a little but bit. But you get you get another one of his great lines here, because he looks at how much fucking meat he's got. And he's like, I'll either have to eat more or screw less. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't have to murder every woman you fucking sleep with. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Donald is fucked at this point. And the best of it is that therapist said it's normal, so he's all good. But he finds the head just before um, May's sister, I think, Annette, Evelyn. Yeah, she like barges into the house because obviously her fucking sister's been gone for however long now. And he's got her head like literally behind him. Like yeah. in his hands, and uh, she like forces her way in. You know, she says, "I've I've come here to see my sister, and I'm going to see my sister." And she kind of like looks away, and while she looks away, Donald's like, "You want to see her? Here she is!" And he he shows her the head, and then like hides it quickly before she <laughs> can you know, actually she see it. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, "You know," he says, "I'll, I'll go and get her," and uh, he shouts that you know she she's asleep, so you'll have to come down here to see her. So Evelyn obviously comes down. And he's literally just propped her head up on a pillow. Yeah. It's like when like a fucking kid is trying to make it look like they're still in the bed and they've just like yeah. fluffed loads of pillows. He's just put her head there. So even the sister's like, she looks awful pale. Yeah. Like, she's well, the yellow. Sister, the sister goes in. Like my sister's she, not usually that yellow. But she like checks on her and touches her head and then the head just like <laughs> rolls away. If I was Donald, I would have came in and be like, you've killed her. You fucking, yeah. she was fine until you, you're a murderer. Yeah. Where's her body gone, you What have you, did you bitch? eat it? If I go in the fridge, <laughs> parts of her body going to be in there, you sick fuck. <laughs> yeah, but Donald like comes in, obviously, as she realises, and he chokes her, and then sticks like, like the end of a roll. Yeah. yeah, of a baguette in her mouth. And then keeps her tied up in the closet for the rest of the film. You just eat your gag away. People are like, I can get through this baguette eventually. But we get... Another great side character now, because Donald goes to the doctors because obviously he's had that heart attack. And the funny thing is, I question this doctor's credentials very, very, very much. The the best of it is he's playing darts with syringes. Yeah, as doctors do. And um, he basically gives him a check over, and he says, you know, he says basically you need you need to keep an eye on the pacemaker, but you know you're you're in great condition, like you're all. You're all fine. And the nurse, did you notice the nurse comes in and she, she comes in and she pronounces the doctor's name wrong and the doctor gets like really offended. Oh God, yeah, of course. And he's like, you do that once more and I'm sending you to intensive care as a patient. And like the like, nurse is just oh like the most stereotypical like fucking sexual fantasy nurse you've ever seen. Yeah. It's just like, this is not what a real nurse is. I don't think he stepped into an actual doctor's clinic. I think he's just seen these people and they're like, they're about to film a fucking porn or something. And they're like, should we just pretend we're real doctors and get some money out of this? Yeah. 
<laughs> there's another fucking great line when when yeah. he's leaving the doctors he's like oh the doctor's like well you are what you eat and he goes i hope not <laughs> yeah yeah we get a really weird i mean in this film that's not saying much but there's a really weird scene now yeah where we cut to this like truck that's labeled buana meets let us cater your next pagan ritual and a, a black like tribal tribal yeah gets out of the truck with like a like a you know like a crock pot with a hand sticking out of it you're like what and it goes and, and it nowhere. doesn't come back and it, it doesn't yeah. come back i feel like this was like a much longer film and it's just been cut so much like the original yeah. cut of microwave mask is like three hours long that's what i'm saying they just Ari lost Aster. so much footage Ari Aston needs to do it. Three yeah. So we see Donald like get some clothes out of the uh, closet and you know, you can kind of see that the role has gone moldy. So you know that Evelyn's sister's been in there for, for a while. Yeah. A few days at least. Yeah. And he goes outside and he's like, he's kind of perving on the girl next door and she's like using this hose, but from behind, it looks like she's, she's like squatting herself. down and pissing. Yeah. yeah. And Donald's like, she's a really weird woman. Coming from you, mate. Exactly, like, don't get yeah. me wrong. She's obviously into some fucking bizarre, kinky stuff, but I don't think she's fucking murdering and eating people. No. So at least she's not hurting anyone. <laughs> she's just fucking them. Yeah. So I mean, Donald and his friends... Maybe um, with or without consent. Who knows, but... Oh, my God. Can you imagine? She's also a rapist. <laughs> oh, she's dragging fucking postal workers into her house. Yeah. Donald and his friends, they're talking about... They, they Don't they mention to Donald that there's been a lot of abductions lately? Yeah, yeah. This is and, obviously um, the... I guess they're trying to tie everything up now. Yeah. yeah. Very half-assedly, but points for well, trying, I guess. I guess. Maybe they also comment. They comment that his food's getting better as well. They're like, "Oh, your food keeps getting better and better." So Donald um, obviously keeps up his act, and he picks up this uh, this other girl off off the street. I'm just, I think she's another hooker, I guess. And um, she's waiting for him in the living room, and he he comes out with an apron on, and he's like sharpening a knife. And she's obviously like, "What the fuck?" I think he even says, "I'm going to uh, slip into something more comfortable." You should too. And yeah. she like gets naked. He comes in with a fucking apron. An apron. It's like he doesn't yeah. even beat around the bush now. No, he just comes in. So he kills her and um, he's cutting up her corpse and he's just like moaning about how there's too many bones. So like, too many bones. Another little scene with the girl next door as well. She She's gardening. With a vibrator. With a vibrator. Like, what? Like. Use a trowel. Like, She's yeah, she's digging like in the soil with a vibrator, and when she no- notices that Donald's looking at her, she smirks at him as well. She's like, "Yeah, I do this all the time." But why? I think you're making it harder for yourself. To be honest with you, like I generally thought at some point he was going to fucking kill and eat this woman, and that was how they would tie her story, I guess, together. Yeah, but, but no. She's just a weird neighbour for the sake of being a weird neighbour. So we get, I think it's our final scene with the construction people now. Um, they're commenting on on his dirty car, and the black guy has a, he reads it out, and he said, and the 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 thing that's written on it is, what do you get when you double cross a mobster and an exorcist? And they don't give you the answer to it. No, it I want to know the punchline. Exactly, yeah. And Donald basically remarks, he says that. 
someone writes a joke on his car every morning and that he's like, I actually look forward to it now. Yeah, I can't oh, blame God, him though. If I didn't wash my car and it got to the point where people were writing jokes in it, like I'm not going to wash my car because these are making my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they they basically the all the three friends they agreed. You know, look, we're good, they're going to go to the wrestling or something. And um, Donald's like, oh, I'll bring the snacks. I call it Peking King chick. chick. Like you mean Peking duck, right? Like, no, I mean peak and chick. It shows you Evelyn again, you know, obviously that she's, uh, you know, she's, she's still in the closet. And Donald's cutting up another girl. I think it's the, the other one, he, the last one he just picked up. And uh, it cuts later on, his friends arrive, and obviously they're all, they're all ready for the wrestling. They, they let themselves inside his house. Which I'm sure if his if his wife was alive, she'd have been well pissed off about. But they they basically they unfortunately they find main man Donald dead in the kitchen. Just dead. Just remember yeah. the first time we watched this, and we were just like, "What?" Because I think we yeah. were genuinely shocked that this is like the end of the film, and we were just like, "Yeah." Because I don't think we realised how short it was when we stuck it on as well. And we were like, "Is that really the film?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they end up finding um, body parts in the microwave. And the black guy comes out with a great fucking reaction because he's like, I saw it, but I sure don't believe it. Yes, sir. I'm going to be sick. And it's like, it's, 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 again, it's what you'd, it's so like, you know, the way he plays it off, it's kind of like, well, I got stuck in a ditch. I don't like it. I surely don't. And you're like, there's body parts in a fucking microwave, mate. Why does this not phase anybody? Exactly. The, the fucking white guy, he's like not even bothered. He's just like, oh, some body parts in here. I see body parts in microwaves all the time. Yeah, but when the guy opens up the microwave, you can see that there's a notice inside and it says that it may affect pacemakers. Pacemakers, like, oh, dun, dun, dun. oh it's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> Did Ebner Shyamalan little... direct this? <laughs> oh, my God. We get a little epilogue now. For the uh, for the film, and we see that there's a for sale sign outside the the house. And did you notice that on the for sale sign, it has what it has inside it, but then they've crossed off the microwave. No, I didn't notice that. You know, it's, it says like some things are furnished, and you've got this, and you've got this, and it has the microwave on there, and then someone's crossed it out. That's um, great. Yeah, but you see the uh, the furniture is getting removed, and the, uh, the 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 guys that are the removing the furniture they they find evelyn in the closet and the guy that's looking at the microwave and he's obviously going to remove it he basically looks at the back and he says that the wires were screwed up wrong yeah and he, he says, says like, this, this is a death trap for somebody with a pacemaker yeah like just in case the penny hadn't dropped for the audience yet exactly yeah and then it you know you get one last kind of like ominous lingering kind of similar to the shot at the beginning and uh, it's downstairs in the basement and it, pans into the fridge and the fridge opens itself and may's head's there and just before it cuts away may's heads light up demonically obviously implying that may's the one that's tampered with the wires exactly but how she's just a head yep well weirder things in this film (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's bad when the uh floating severed head that can tamper with wires isn't the weirdest thing in the film. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was a microwave massacre. Oh, right. Um, you want to do your ratings? Okay, yeah, sure. Right, so obviously this film is uh, it's available on Arrow, right? Yeah. 
And uh, I thought, you know, it's, it's the sort of film that I wouldn't mind owning multiple copies of. So I went on to the uh, Criterion Collections website to, right. um, to obviously buy their edition of it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. So like, I rang up like the Criterion Collections customer service and I was like, oh, yeah. excuse me, guys, I've been looking through your website and I can't seem to find Microwave Massacre anywhere. Of course. And yeah. they were just like, what are you on about? I was like, well, you guys claim to be like the creators of like the greatest film library in, in the world. Obviously, you've got Microwave Massacre in there within, within all your great films. And they, they told me to never ring them again. Really? Yeah. Criterion treated you like that over Microwave Massacre? Yeah. So I just want to buy your films, guys. Yeah, like, I mean, they probably have the best edition of it going. Yeah, I really want it. Oh, well. We'll just have to add it to the uh, Shakespearean collection. Let's just boycott. <laughs> yeah, boycott um, Criterion. We're launching the Shakespearean. It's going to be fucking. The first film's going to be Microwave Massacre. <laughs> right, ratings, ratings. Um, as a film, five out of five, obviously. Of yeah. No, uh, as a film. <laughs> I feel bad for saying it because I fucking love the film, but I'm going to give it half a star. Yeah. It's fucking garbage. It's awful. It's all over the place. There's zero plot. The acting is atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Especially the um, his work buddies. Yeah. They yeah. are just any time they speak, it's, it's so phoned in. Yeah. It's just like, do these people know what acting is? I think they were probably just the director's mates. I wouldn't be in this director's film, even if I was better. If you made a film like this, but I'm not being in that. I can't <laughs> let people see me sink this low. <laughs> yeah, well, never mind, Richard. I've got something to tell you. Oh, dear God. Yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, at, but, you know, you can't go into a film called Microwave Massacre and be expecting, you know, fucking... The Godfather. Yeah. So, yeah. Half star as a film. Um, fun factor, five out of five. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious in the all the best and worst ways. Like As as we've been yeah. saying throughout the whole thing, like the one-liners are just fucking gold. Everything yep. that comes out of Donald's mouth is just perfection. Well, pretty much the entire script uh, dialogue is, um, is just one-liners. Yeah. Like, I'd love to just read the script for this and be like, what? Like, where is any of, like, the stage direction? Like, it just cut... It's just, like, scene into scene into scene into scene into scene with, like, no sort of connection at all. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, if you put somebody in the middle of this film and they'd be like, oh, so what's happened so far? What's the context? Like, there isn't any. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's a microwave. That that's about all you need to know. It is what it is, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, they, they know what it is. I don't. Yeah, like we were saying, they've not gone in and tried to make something that it's not. This is obviously just. Let's go make a fucking trashy little B movie, that people are going to rent for the weekend while drinking a few beers. Yeah, it's definite beer and a mate movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was because we watched this the first time, obviously together, and it was. Yes, I'm glad we did. Because... Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much 
if I'd watched it the first time and I was on my own. I enjoyed it just remembering I was watching it for the first time. Yeah, going like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so for a film, same as you, half a star, the, uh, the acting's terrible, the effects terrible, the prosthetics are terrible, the pacing's terrible, the soundtrack's terrible, the dialogue is amazing, but it's terrible. It's all terrible. And that, yeah, like, critique-wise, there's I've, nothing positive to say. No, like, I think I've seen better YouTube short films yeah. with bigger budgets as well. <laughs> like the I've ones. seen better adverts. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's... Don't fuck it. Yeah, like, you'd, ne- you'd never go look at this film in anything in a uh, critique-wise because you'd just smash it. There's nothing really that gives it anything. Tits and ass, maybe. Oh, cool. But um, but yeah, but fun fact of five out of five as well. It's uh, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But that's why it's so good. The dialogue is horrifically good. Like it genuinely is cringy dialogue, but it's funny. Some of the one-liners are genuinely gold, but most of it is cringy fucking like dad humor. Yeah. You know, kind of that kind of thing. But it's so funny. It's definitely not a film for uh, social justice warriors. No, no, definitely not. No. They see the first scene, mate. Yeah. And be like, oh dear. But no, it is. It's like you said, it's grab a few beers, grab a few mates, and have a laugh. Right. Do you want to tell everybody what we're doing next week? Yeah. So next week, we decided to do something a little special for me, I guess. Because, you know, we wanted to uh, brighten ourselves a little bit, I guess, because we're stuck in the house all the time. Even though that's pretty much what I do anyway. But yeah, I'm going to review an actually uh, a decent film. It's, uh, it's by John Carpenter. And uh, it's uh, The Thing. No, it's not. I'm sorry. We're not doing it yet. It will come. But that's, that's a story for another day. We're going to be doing John Carpenter's They Live. Way way so um join us next week grab your sunglasses grab your chewing gum actually no you don't want chewing gum because you need to kick some ass and you need to be all out of gum so join us next week for they live goodbye bye bye Coast clear? Wonderful.